So there are people who believe that modern translations strip scriptures out from the Bible. Where did they get this from? And is it logical? Let's talk about that today. We are deserving, but Christ changed our mind frame. In a world full of errors, the only thing the doctor prescribes is truth. Welcome back, everybody, to Prescribed Truth. I'm Jamal Bandy, the one who seeks to distribute the truth that the doctor prescribes to the church and the world today. Back again with another video. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can do so by emailing me at prescribed.truth at gmail.com. If you want to support this ministry financially, you can do so by joining with us on patreon.com forward slash prescribed truth. I greatly appreciate it. On today, guys, I, before we get started, before we get started, I want to say, guys, we're almost there. We're almost there. We're at 954 subscribers, guys. And I greatly appreciate you guys who subscribe to the channel, who found something in amongst of these videos that are, that are helpful to you and that you find them as beneficial and also to share. I greatly appreciate you guys. When we hit that 1,000 mark, guys, I'm, I'm planning on setting aside a Saturday, a couple, like two Saturdays out the month to get up with you guys on a, on a Chop It Up Live. I've been planning on bringing that back, but that's what I want to do. But I'm wait till we get to 1,000 subscribers. That's what I'm looking for as far as doing a live stream. So, like, hey, subscribe, share the videos. If you find them helpful, greatly appreciate it. So, on today, this comes back from a while back. I, there was a post on Facebook that basically talked about that new translations take away from the Bible. They strip scriptures from the Bible. And I thought about making a long form video where I basically just take us through the, you know, points of textual criticism and showing how that's just not the case. But then I thought about something. It would be better to kind of point people into the right direction of where they should look. And therefore they can see for themselves because that's how I came across it. Guys, when I started coming into the faith and wanting to believe that the Bible is actually the word of God, before I knew anything about, actually guys, before I even knew the gospel, before I knew the doctrine of the Trinity and everything else, I wanted to know why should I believe this book? Because, you know, I come, you know, if you know my background, I come from some false teachings. So I wanted to know, well, what makes this Bible true opposed to all other types of scriptures like the Quran or anything that the Buddhists may learn from and so on and so forth? What makes the Bible true? And so as I began to do research, guys, this brought me along while we have different translations and while we have the King James Version versus the NIV and the ESV and the NASB and so on and so forth. And we have a plethora of English translations. I, ugh, we have too many. We have a lot of them. We do. Don't need that many, but we do. And while we have that many translations, guys, I, I agree with what I heard uh, James White say at one time is that it's just money. You know, publishing companies, publish Bibles, make money. So we have a lot of translations, English translations. Don't need that many. All right. That's a tangent. Sorry for that. But that's why we, that's, you know, that's why we're here. Just get it out. But we have too many. Anyway, so now when it comes to translations, guys, we have to think about something. Think about this very clearly. What we have that exists for what we have for the scriptures are copies of the originals. We have to be honest with this fact. We need to start there. We don't have any of the original copies of the documents, the handwritten documents 
that the apostles and the prophets and the authors of those 66 books made. We don't have them. We got to be honest. We got to start there, guys. We need to start there and be honest with ourselves that this is where we are. Okay? Now, God in his infinite wisdom, and this is why I love Christianity and I love this faith, because the documents that we do have, they cooperate each other. They're, they're, they're not contradicting. They, co- they cooperate the, 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 the faith that we hold so dear. There's not one of the scriptures that's talking about Jesus as being uh, just a mere man. And then another one over here is saying he's God. No, like they're all cooperating and pointing to this God man who is our savior, right? And that's what we look to. That's what our faith is built upon. This Jesus, right? Who we just celebrated his resurrection on Easter. And so we have to start there. We don't have any of the originals. We don't. But what we do have are thousands and thousands of copies. And not just copies from modern day. We're just talking about copies from way back when. Like we have copies from the, like, I think the earliest copy or fragment we have is like AD 200 which is very good compared to what we have for far as historical documents for other people, like things we know about Julius Caesar and from Plato and so on and so forth. Like those documents, guys, they're like a hundreds and they're like like five hundreds, a thousand years apart from each other. I want to say that Julius Caesar's work, that what we know about Julius Caesar, the earliest work we have or copy that we have of, of, of anything written about him is like a thousand years removed. You know, give or take a couple of years, I could be off, but that's where we are. But with the earliest written document that we have or copy that we have concerning who Jesus is, that's only about like a hundred, maybe less, probably less than a hundred years apart from the original writing. That's that's great. But not only that, we have a plethora of copies. We got at least six thousand copies that we have that are spread around in three different languages, guys. Syriac, Coptic, and Latin. These are important. Now, all these facts, guys, you can look up. You don't have to take my word for it. You can look this up. Like I said, we have to start with the honesty that we don't have the originals. But when we start from there and build upon what we do have, the evidence is amazing. See, right now, I'm not speaking about the reliability of scripture, but it plays a part. But think about this, guys. Back in the time when the King James Bible was composed and when it was translated, we only had a certain amount of copies for a certain time frame. We didn't have all of what we have today. See, this is the thing. What happened since the King James Bible was written or composed or translated You had more documents found in archaeological digs that helped our faith. This was a benefit to us that we found more copies. But along the way, there were copies that showed a a few discrepancies that was not, and they were dated earlier. So they found there was little discrepancies, but they were dated earlier. So it would make more sense that the earlier document or fragment would be more credible than a later one. 
when you think about it, whosoever has the earliest, the most closest to the original is most likely to be more credible as being what's actually true. And so there are portions of scripture that, that's in the King James that when later documents were found, that they weren't in those earlier documents of those copies. Okay? Now, it's, it's possible that those earlier copies left something out and the people later realized it should have been put in. Possible. But it's also possible that they, were, they weren't there in the beginning and someone later decided to spruce it up a little bit and add something there. It's possible. And that's why I like scriptures or translations that have that little, that little fine note at the bottom that says, not found in earlier manuscripts. I like that note because that's honesty. That's honesty. And I like our faith because it's honest. It's consistent. So think about this, guys. Next time someone approaches you and they say, I don't like those translations because they take things out of the Bible. Well, when you look at the evidence as far as how we came about coming, how we came about those scriptures and how those translations are compiled. I mean, you got the at the time for the King James, you had the Textus Receptus and the Latin Vulgate and whatever manuscripts that were found to build those up to make those what they are. And from there, later on, more manuscripts were found and they're dated earlier. And therefore, we have more credible witness as to what was actually written. And guys, as Christians, we want to get closer to what is actually written by the authors, not what somebody think it should have been. So I'm okay with the honesty there, but we have to be, we have to be real about that and think logically. All right. So it's more, it makes more sense to say that maybe not, maybe not intentionally, but maybe someone added to the scripture in the beginning. You know, when in the later documents, someone added a little something to them versus someone taking it out. And either way, we still have it in our scriptures. But we have to be honest with those things. And we don't have to discredit the newer translations, the modern translations, because they may be missing one verse here or another verse there or a portion here or a paragraph there. Because all the truth, all the truth that we need to have as Christians is in all of it. I can read the King James and find the faith, find that faith in Christ as I should. I could, I, sh I can read the King James and read about how I'm to know this Christ and how he's the savior of the world. And it's through his blood on the cross that he died for our sins. I can read that in the King James. I can also read that in the ESV and the NASB. And not one piece of scripture that you may think was taken out or what I may say was added to it in the King James will take away that faith because it's consistent. The scriptures as a whole are consistent. The things that will have us disagree are menial things, whether or not we can you know, get bit by serpents whether or not we should be laying hands and raising the dead ourselves. See, it's, it's menial things. But as far as what makes us who we are, as far as being born again in Christ and believers in Christ, it's consistent no matter which translation you read. 
But I would stay away from those paraphrase translations, you know, like the Message Bible and things like that. I would stay away from those. Uh, they ain't helpful. Stick to some more word-for-word translations. The King James Version is a word-for-word translation. It's safe for you to read. The, the ESV, the NASB, are word-for-word translations. They're safe for you to read. And there are other word-for-word translations as well. But this, those are the ones that I recommend myself. But that's that's where you go, guys. But they're all good. So, hey, guys, look at look up textual criticism. Look up the, the transmission of the text. While we have how the Bible that we read, the English translations came to be. That could help some of you to understand why we say Jesus and not Yahshua. I mean, it, it would help to understand that reason why we say Jesus and not Yahshua. It's because we take the Jesus, we take the Latin version of Jesus and translate it into the English versus directly from the Hebrew. That, I mean, I mean that's, you know, that would help. But anyway, this little brief thing, guys, let me know what you think in the comments below about this situation, about this issue. And maybe, just maybe we'll do a long form video where we discuss like, like real, like straight textual criticism, guys, and get into it. If you have questions, let me know. Let me know what you think in the comments, guys. But if this has been helpful for you guys, like it, share it, give people something to think about, give something, give something for people to talk about, keep the conversation going. Because what I love about our faith, guys, it can stand up to scrutiny. That's for sure. That's for sure. Once again, guys, if you want to contact me, you can email me at prescribed.truth at gmail.com. If you want to support this ministry financially, please consider joining me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash prescribed truth. And remember, this world is still full of errors. But the only thing the doctor prescribes is truth. Blessings.